0: On Radio One 191 FM. Tena koto itene ahi ahi. These are Radio One Te Reo Irirangi kōtahi news headlines for tāte te, te, te kōma Toru o Me. Kō kōkūnten te. The Israel-Palestine conflict has flared up again, leaving 30 Palestinians, including 10 children, dead as a result of the conflict. The clash began on May the 10th, Jerusalem Day in Israel, which is the Israeli celebration of the capture of East Jerusalem in the 1967 Six Days of War. Hundreds of Palestinians living in East Jerusalem were injured as Israeli security forces clashed with protesters in the days leading up to Jerusalem Day. This has led to rockets fired from Palestine into Israel. Resulting from this, Israeli security forces attacked the holy site of Al-Aqsa Mosque, the third holiest site in Islam. Security forces fired rubber bullets, tear gas, and stun grenades into the mosque. According to the Palestinian Red Crescent, an offshoot of the International Red Cross, this left 305 people injured, 9 seriously. Resulting from the attacks on the Al-Aqsa Mosque, the violent clashes with Israeli security forces, and the Jerusalem Day parades that Palestinian authorities considered intentionally provocative, Palestinian rockets were fired into Jerusalem for the first time since 2014. Yesterday, hundreds of rockets were fired from Palestine into Israel, almost all of which either fell short of landing in Israel or were intercepted using the Israeli Iron Dome system, which seeks to intercept rockets in midair. Israel responded with airstrikes across the Gaza Strip that leveled apartment blocks. The Gaza Strip is an area which Israel has been slowly annexing from Palestine, the result of which has led to what the United Nations is calling a humanitarian crisis. In a statement on Twitter, the Israeli Defense Force acknowledged that they had carried out strikes on civilian targets, claiming that Hamas, the de facto ruling party in the Gaza Strip, had been using them as weapons storage. Labor MP Ibrahim Omer called the violence heartbreaking. He called for rapid de-escalation and said that any activities that result in civilian casualties must be condemned, acknowledging all the lives lost as Ramadan comes to a close. New Zealand Green Party MP Golriz Garthoman also condemned the violence, calling for an end to the terrifying violence suffered right now in Palestine at the hands of Israeli forces and settlers. She also called upon the New Zealand government to speak out about the aggression faced by Palestinians at the hands of the Israeli government. Māori Party co-leader Trawiri Waititi was ejected from the House of Parliament yesterday after performing a haka in response to National Party's Judith Collins' comments with regards to the proposed Māori Health Authority. Waititi called Collins' agenda racist propaganda and rhetoric towards tangata whenua. In a show of solidarity, Member of Parliament Debbie Ngārewa-Paka, the other Maori Party co-leader, joined Waititi in leaving the house, directing a pukana towards the opposition leader Judith Collins. Green Party MP Tiano Tuiono also left in solidarity. Leader of the opposition Judith Collins had been speaking out against the proposed Maori Health Authority, calling it a part of the government's separatist agenda. Prior to his ejection, Waititi had sought clarification from the Speaker of the House, Trevor Mallard, claiming that Judith Collins' comments had been racist and undermined the House of Representatives.
1: Over the past two weeks, there has been racist propaganda and rhetoric towards Tangata Whenua. That not only is insulting to Tangata Whenua, but diminishes the mana of this House.
0: Speaker Mallard stated that although some views could cause discomfort, it was his responsibility as Speaker to let a broad range of views be aired in the House. Waititi spoke out against Collins' comments, saying, When it comes to views of Indigenous rights and Indigenous peoples, those views must be from those Indigenous peoples for the Indigenous rights of our people. They can't be determined by people who are not Indigenous. Judith Collins said that it was lazy to say that she was being racist, and that she would like all Māori to know that this is not talking about Māori, this is talking about constitutional arrangements that the government is clearly talking to Māori about. The Otago University Students Association has submitted a 20-page document outlining their opposition to the proposed changes to the Otago University Student Code of Conduct. The very first thing said in the submission was that OUSA opposed the university regulating students off-campus behavior, calling it extreme encroachment on the privacy and rights of students. The proposed changes to the student code of conduct would allow the Proctor to force students to clean up rubbish outside their flat if it caused a, quote "negative visual impact on others. End quote. If this order from the proctor was not followed, the proctor would then have the ability to impose a daily fine upon students until the mess was cleared. OUSA acknowledged the university's intention to look out for the well-being of students, but expressed concern that the university was going too far and acting as the judge, jury and executioner. They also pointed out the lack of clarity in the wording of what constitutes rubbish, suggesting that functional furniture outside of flats that wasn't visually appealing could be construed as rubbish by some. OUSA also suggested that the wording of the code of conduct could be changed so that rather than using he-her pronouns, it should use gender-neutral language such as the student, noting that as well as being more inclusive, it made the document easier to read. Other points of contention were a glaring lack of cultural competency laid out in the discipline statute. OUSA recommended a free alcohol and drug counselling system and incorporation of or waitangi from the outset of this policy. Submissions into the review closed on Friday the 7th of May. If you liked this story, check out the full version in this week's issue of Critic Te Aruhi. That was the news here on Radio 1 Te Reo Iderangi Kotahi 91FM. Now, the weather. The Radio 1 91FM weather. Today has a forecast high of 13 degrees dropping to 6 overnight. Clear skies with light northerly winds remaining constant throughout the day. That was the weather here on Radio 1 Te Reo Ederangi Kotahi 91FM. This week on Radio 1, we're celebrating the local legends with stories about Ngā helping out in the community. Catch a new interview every weekday here on the Radio 1 News. This week I had the pleasure of speaking with Emma and Matt from RUOK and Sage from OUSA Student Support. RUOK is a part of the OUSA Student Support Network and is a group of students who go along to university-affiliated events to help ensure your good night doesn't turn into a bad night. They provide food, drinks, and someone to talk to if your night's not going as well as you'd planned. Who are, or who is RUOK? What do you guys do within the university?
1: So RUOK is a group run by um, student support from OUSA,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and basically, what we do is that we go to university, uh, sorry, not university run, but um, events like O Week. Yeah, so
0: OUSA run events, sort of thing.
1: OUSA yep. run events, primarily. yeah, primarily. Primarily. Cool. We have gone to Baseline Festival mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just make sure if students aren't having the best night, we provide enough support so they're at least having an okay night. Um, so, whether that is making sure they've got a safe place to be when they're quite out of it, um, they need someone to talk to, or even if they just need a band ride home.
0: Cool. How did you get roped? Well, not roped, but how did you decide <laughs> to start doing this?
1: No, it's pretty much roped.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, um, so in my second year, my flatmates and I had heard of it from one of my RAs in our hall. Yep. Um, so we decided to do it as a flat and this year two out of the four of us are still cool. doing it, still continuing on with it because we just fell
0: in love with the work. Yeah, similar story for you? Um, well, not so much. <laughs> I just remember um, saying on the OUSA page, hey <clears throat> sign up for, for this and then I saw one of my classmates in one of the photos. But oh, that, that, that might be a cool thing to do. So I signed up and fell in love with it. With cool. it. So
1: stuck ever since?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I keep getting
2: work back in. Uh so are you okay as part of my job as the manager of student support? Yep. Um so as part of that. Uh looking after all the services we provide, part of that is Are You OK. Um but it's probably one of the the main reasons that this job was so different to other kinds of jobs that I could have applied for. It's actually about getting getting out there on the ground where people need a bit of help and being there to provide it. So Cool. How would you say that are you OK ties into Student Support's offerings more broadly? So at, at Student Support, we like to take a holistic view uh, to life, yep. where everything in life is, is tied together. If, if something is a, a stress point, that's going to affect everything else. And so what we want to do is to, to always be there for our students, no matter what it is, what's going on, whether it's academic, flat mental health, relationships, money, you name it, we're there to be there for our students and okay is about taking that out to places where it's needed immediately, you know, on the ground, out in the community.
0: Cool. What would you say the most rewarding part of the job is?
2: Um, what
0: makes it rewarding, generally?
1: Generally it's just saying that the students are safe, yep. um, that we have made a difference. It's great when um, someone comes in uh, to our you know, area of operations, our tent, um, and they're not the most well off and you're able to help them e- e- walk out of there um, feeling quite good or feeling okay. Um, yeah, I think that's the most rewarding for
2: me.
0: Yeah, basically the same here. And like when you I don't know, sometimes you see people come back for gigs, like a few nights down the road or something special, and I always be like, oh hey, you guys are cool. Like you guys helped me like back in when I was like so drunk and I can barely remember it. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, cheers, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I think
2: there's been uh, quite a number of times where we can look back and genuinely think that, that person might not actually be with us or part of our community anymore if we hadn't been there.
0: Yeah. yeah And on a on an event a large one like toga, how many people would you say would come through your tent in a night? It, it can be a very ballpark
2: It uh, varies at a a bigger event um, We would probably be looking at 100 150 200. Wow, maybe for, mm-hmm. for a really big event um for the uh, our smaller events, just so a smaller union hall gig, we might look at 30, 40 people, something like that. But then we also have a lot of interactions uh, either on the dance floor, in the queue outside, waiting to get in, um, people that are on their way to the gig, for example. Yep. And actually, also, we'll give them some assistance there.
0: That was Emma and Matt from RUOK and Sage from Student Support. If you want to get involved with RUOK, head along to the OUSA website and sign up on the volunteering page. Student Support and RUOK are here to help you out with all areas of student life. If anything's not going as you thought it should be, don't hesitate to get in touch and they'll be able to provide a range of facilities to help you out.